Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. England scored a world record 498 runs on Friday. You might have tuned into TalkSport on Sunday thinking it'll be another six-fest in the second one-day international against the Netherlands. You would have been wrong. It was completely different. Well, the result was the same. England won by six wickets and they go 2-0 up in the series, which means they've taken the series win already. However, a six-fest it wasn't. Snater's back into the attack. Moeen Ali's not going to mess around. <laughs> It's on the body, angled into the left-hander. He swivels, he pulls, he picks up the boundary and uh, England win the match by six wickets and they have defeated Netherlands uh, not just in this match but in the series itself. Comfortable pretty much from uh, beginning to end and they've done it uh, with the boundary that I would say their performance deserves. So while on Friday, three England batters made it into triple figures, really the thing that set England up for the run chase and the victory were the performances of their openers. Jason Roy scoring 73 with Phil Salt following his first one-day international century with 77. And I spoke to Jason Roy shortly after the game finished. Well, Jason, you were seeing it very, very well today. Was uh, that all a bit down to Friday and how uh, that didn't quite go to plan? Yeah, Friday obviously didn't go to plan and you kind of, I mean, I was a bit slow to get into the series, unfortunately, but had a good good knock this morning um, while the rain was falling down and just kind of ironed out some crap, let's just say, um, and felt a lot better out there in the, at the crease and a lot uh, in a good place mentally. Yeah, we've got to talk about it. Obviously, your cousin bowling you. I mean, is there a family WhatsApp? Has that already been, has that already been going off? Yeah, no Christmas presents for that, man. No, absolutely not. He bought me a couple of beers in the evening, so it's water under the bridge. Okay, well, uh, Phil Salt was saying on Friday after the game that he wished you'd been able to stick around a bit longer yeah. uh, on Friday, and obviously you did, and you had a good partnership yeah, today. we had a lovely partnership. He's nice to bat with. He keeps it nice and simple. He's a lovely fella. Um, yeah, and really enjoyed my time out there with him today. Uh, in terms of the new coach, how have you found working with him? Has anything been different? Has he, has he given you any little words of wisdom? On, on first impressions, you know, he's a, he's a lovely guy. He seemed to be getting around all the lads, uh, man managing the team extremely well. 
Um, he's cracked a few jokes even here and there as well, which is a nice, uh, nice touch. But uh, no, he's fitted in perfectly in that change room. Um, finally, on our coverage on Talksport on Wednesday, we've got Gareth Batty as part of our commentary team. Obviously, the only unbeaten coach uh, in, uh, so far this season. A, a word on him, and you know, has he found it from your position quite easy to step up? Mate, he's he's from where the amount of games I've been there for. Every game I've been there for, he's been spot on. You know, he keeps it nice and simple. He trusts his team. He trusts his players to work hard. Um, if they're not working hard, he'll he'll collar them. But if they are, you know, he'll he'll champion them. So he's um, he's always been a great guy to have around and. And great with his words, so it's um, not a really a surprise that his coaching's come come up. All right, Jason, seventy three today. Congratulations, and best of luck for Wednesday. Thank you. Thanks very much, mate. Cheers. So a much better day for Jason Roy. Seventy three runs opening the batting for England after disappointing in the first match of the series. The same can't be said for captain Owen Morgan, though. Scored a golden duck in that first match. Came in today, prodded a few around, ended up getting out for a second duck of the series. Big questions about his future coming into this series, and that's only going to end intensify with well no score on the board for him and looking at the Netherlands their preparation for this was blighted by their head coach having a heart attack thankfully he's okay now he was at the game today we're going to hear from him in just a little while but also Peter Saylor their captain was injured on Friday he's got a long-standing back problem it actually led to him retiring during this game step up Scott Edwards the vice captain who captained the side today and I caught up with him just after the game finished you stepped up today to become the the captain how early on did you know that obviously Peter didn't look in a great way after the game on Friday yeah pretty much after that um, you know obviously we were hoping he'd get up for this game as well but um, wasn't to be and so he'd let me know um, yeah early enough he said you know you might be in line to to captain on uh, Wednesday or Sunday and he's since announced uh, his retirement you know something he hinted away from the cameras on Friday and you know he's had an 18 year career for the Netherlands and he's been very very important for for Dutch cricket just a, a word on on him and, and uh, as a man as a cricketer as a captain yeah I couldn't couldn't speak highly of him you know he's a legend of a bloke um, he's led this group unbelievably from where we were a couple of years ago to now um, full credit to him you know everyone stands two feet taller when we're around him um, yeah it's a big loss um, um, and something that's going to leave a big hole. So, yeah, got it. Yeah. Now, looking at the game today, I feel like your bowlers did a lot better today. They, they bowled more to uh, to hamper England's big hitting. Yeah, they did. Obviously, the power play is still pretty tricky when they've got you know Phil Salt and uh, Jason Roy. They go pretty hard. Um, so that's still an area that we want to work on. But you know, through the middle overs, full credit to our boys. Um, you know, a lot of young players really stepping up. So it's good to see. And one of those young players was Tim Pringle, who made his debut today and and looked very good. I mean, how how did you see it from where you were? Yeah, he's awesome. You know, he's got a good head on his shoulders. So even when I threw him the ball in, you know, the sixth or seventh over, he's, you know, he was keen for it. Um, he was happy to bring fielders up. So that's that's what you want from a young spinner, someone that's, you know, willing to take it on. Now, there's one more game left in this series. Obviously, you, you still have a, a massive summer of cricket with uh, Pakistan and New Zealand coming here. But this final game against England, is there anything you think you can do, you can change, you can tweak to maybe shock England? Yeah, well, you know, I felt, I felt like we were, you know, 30, 30 runs short of giving him a proper crack today. Um, so you know hopefully a little bit better with the bat a little bit better in that power play and yeah you never know hopefully we can uh, cause a little upset final question I've got to ask this obviously with Peter retiring do you fancy being the captain full time? I haven't really thought about it to be honest Um, I enjoyed it today um, but yeah we'll see we'll see what happens 
Very coy there from Scott Edwards. I imagine he's probably had a little think about it by now. Uh, I think he would make a great captain for the Netherlands. We will watch this space, though. Uh, presumably, well, almost definitely, he will take charge of the Netherlands for that final match that you'll hear on TalkSport 2 on Wednesday. Now, I mentioned before Ryan Campbell, the head coach of the Netherlands. He was in England and he had a heart attack, a cardiac arrest. He was in a coma for seven days. I'm pleased to say he made it through. He's made an, an excellent recovery so far and he's hoping to be back, as he told me when I caught up with him on Sunday. Well, I'm here watching some cricket with a man that I'm very glad to be here with is uh, Ryan Campbell, the head coach of the Netherlands. First of all, how are you? I'm going really well, to be honest. Uh, thanks for asking. It's um, Yeah, it was one of those episodes in life where you just go, well, I, I was feeling fit and healthy before it and then I woke up seven days later and, um, yeah, so lucky, but someone was looking down on me to give me a second shot at it so to speak so but since then everything you know the recovery's going really well and does it change your perspective on i imagine everything <laughs> yeah some things but you know i'm not going to put up with idiots that's for sure let's get those out of my life and um, probably not take a few things as seriously as i do but um look obviously it, it, it's those times where you go you know family must come first family friends then your job and I think we're all guilty of sometimes uh, getting that the wrong way around so um, yeah look I'm enjoying everything Um, spending a lot of time at home with the kids at the moment which is fantastic and watching my team play is there a return time scale of when you'll you'll be coming back into the organization yeah well hopefully um, you know I'm looking at first of August which um, you know I'm not allowed to fly at the moment which ruled me out of the um, the Zimbabwe trip for the World Cup qualifiers um, so you know we, we're trying to look at the right timings without putting any pressure on anyone um, and the other thing is too the, the guys that are, you know we brought in Ryan Cook and he needed a, a, an opportunity and a time frame at least so look in the end of the day Ryan's done a great job and my assistant James uh, Hilditch is doing a great job and mate like I say I'm sitting back relaxing and uh, watching some fun cricket sometimes you need a break and I mean you know sometimes people get a, a warning maybe not quite as, as that, what harsh warning you've had but it's great to see you here now we've got to talk about the cricket this is a big summer of cricket how important is this to cricket in the Netherlands oh mate it's massive as you look at it now you know there's 7,000 people here watching cricket and you know it's on TV it's being shown all the way around the world and you know, for us, we've got to put up great performances. I thought we were really competitive against the West Indies. I think, to be honest, in all of the Super League matches we've played, we've been competitive until, of course, uh, on Friday. I, I, th- I heard there was a game going on. I, I was too busy in the hospitality tent. But um, in saying that, that was a great experience for our kids to watch what happened. And every person in the ground will remember the day they, they saw Josh Butler and Livingston and, you know, Salt and Milan. So there was a lot of good of it, good of that came out of that as well, which hopefully as we watch another six go. Um, but again, it's really important for us to be competitive. And I hate saying that word because I love winning like every other coach. But, you know, you know what it's like. Everyone says, oh, associate cricket, why are they in here? What, what's the point of us being here? Mate, it's really important. It's, it's exciting for world cricket that you see us, Scotland, USA, Namibia at the last T20 World Cup. They're the great stories, and, and that's how we're going to grow the game. 
And with a, a very young squad, yes, 498. Doesn't look good on paper, world record and everything. But in terms of the amount of learning they'll do from that and being involved, that you know that is invaluable. And, and also playing against you know such world-class opposition. Well, you know, against the West Indies, for instance, we had none of our county players come back. It was all our homegrown, locally um, produced players. And even here, we haven't brought too many back. They're busy. They're obviously playing with their counties and stuff like that. And that again is a, is a different topic which again I'm not going to get into the politics of that but it's just fantastic there's so many the kids are learning so much um, you know and I will say the English players were fantastic after Friday's game you know they were talking to all the guys they went up to a young leg spinner who went for 100 but actually bowled pretty well but they were talking to him and they were talking about the game and to me I've always been a believer that after the game have a beer, have a Coke, whatever, but sit down and talk to your opposition and that's where you learn. And, you know, thankfully that happened the other day. When you say, like, you know, obviously Australian, English, after the game, you sit down, you have a beer. Have a, is, is there any different sort of, you know, thing they do in Dutch cricket? Is I mean, you know, we've seen that fries are very popular here. Obviously beer is very popular here as well. Maybe a pancake or two. <laughs> yeah, well, the pancakes, the pochestrums and all this sort of stuff. But, um, look, yeah, it's. I, I, I honestly think that having a beer after the game has gone out with the modern age because the youngsters, you know, they're too busy swiping their phones and going on Twitter and all that sort of stuff. But it is really important that you learn. And I guess that's why when we have such a young team, it's really important for us to have some senior heads as well. Um, obviously, Pete Saylor's not playing today with an injury, but his calming influence and his knowledge has always helped our younger players. So whatever happens, we try and make sure we've got a blend of the youngsters and a Tom Cooper coming back and you know hopefully uh, on Wednesday we'll probably get a couple more of our county bowlers uh, back which is really exciting so yeah at the moment look the sun is shining (laughs) there's people drinking beers the beer snakes are going I think it's just fantastic now you mentioned uh, county cricket just then. Would you like to see the Netherlands return to play against county teams in, in tournaments? 100%. Like, our best group of players came when we were playing in the pro series the, for that 40-over pro league, which just gave us... We just don't get enough opportunities to play against great opposition consistently. And that's how our players get better. So, you know, we're hoping that... You know, let's be honest now, that the 100 competition has taken over from the Royal London Cup. It's not such a big big deal now. So having Scotland and the Netherlands in something like that might be an amazing opportunity for us, but also for English cricket. You know, getting those two teams back in against really good opposition, and Scotland are a very good team as well as us, I think it can't do anything wrong. But like I say, it's really important that we're always pushing to get better opposition to play against us. In terms of the uh, World Cup Super League, it's not taking place after the World Cup next year. What are your thoughts on that? (laughs) Just, again, we found out via Twitter, which, uh, you know, it is quite ridiculous that, you know, when you just start to feel the game is getting promoted. And let me tell you, every associate team wants to be the 13th team. And that has driven the competition and driven the standard through the roof. And... To take that away without even thinking about it really is just, I just think it's disappointing for cricket. And of course, everyone's going to say, oh yeah, but you know, the T20 World Cups have got more teams and all that. Well, who cares? It's like 50 over cricket should be also, the World Cup should be a showcase of our game, not a showcase of our elitism. And to me, dropping the 13th team here is pretty disappointing. 
You mentioned him before, before, but Peter Saylor, um, obviously, you know, coming to the end of his career now, and we discussed his back injury and how, you know, he is managing that, and you know, probably his hope re- realistically was to get through this summer and, and see where he's at. He's been, you know, playing for the Netherlands for 18 years, something like that. You know, obviously, he's so important to the development of cricket. When he does eventually hang up his spikes, do you, do you feel that he'll move into the sort of coaching setup? Well, in all honesty, I'm a big believer in we got to keep cricket knowledge within the Netherlands because it's one thing that I really think that we struggle to have is that, you know, ex-players staying in the game and staying involved and helping out. And, look, Peter Saylor's been an absolute unbelievable spokesman for, for Dutch cricket. We have to go out of our way to make sure he's still involved. And, again, I obviously don't have the magic wand to say, well, we're going to give him this position or whatever, but... I think we miss a massive trick if, you know, they don't go out of their way to make sure that he's part of our setup. And just finally looking ahead then, you've got Pakistan, New Zealand coming over as well after this series with England's uh, finished. Obviously, I don't think there'll be quite as many fans. They don't tend to bring that many. It's a, a bit, bit, of a, bit of a distance for them to come. But certainly when they've watched this on TV or listened to this on the radio, you know, the fans may be more tempted to come to the Netherlands. But also, you know, it's good for your guys to just be continuously playing such high-level opposition. Yeah, 100%. It's like I expect a massive crowd for Pakistan. The, the, the game in Europe has gone through the roof. I don't know if you ever watched the, you know, the ECL and all those sort of things, but you know, there's such a massive Pakistan community in, in Europe. So you know, we're hoping and expecting a lot of those to come and watch the games. New Zealand, I think, that's a fantastic cricket shot, but you know, New Zealand have been an absolute benchmark of white ball cricket and test cricket for such a long time now. And remembering, they've only got 5 million people. They don't get all the money like everyone else, so their achievements have been fantastic, and we look forward to playing them. But in between that, we've got to go to Zimbabwe and get to the World Cup, because obviously that's the big goal for any associate country. Well, look, best of luck. I think maybe we should talk more often, Ryan, because since we've been talking, there have been two uh, fantastic sixes uh, by your guys out there. But it's great to see you here. It's great to know you're doing well. And we'll catch up with you again soon. No worries. Thank you for your time. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches – 
from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. So good to sit down with Ryan Campbell there, looking so well after what he's been through in the last month or so. And uh, as you mentioned there, very hopeful he'll be back in the fold here with the Netherlands team very, very soon. I know a lot of the players are hoping he's back as uh, soon as possible. So we look ahead to Wednesday's game. You'll hear that on TalkSport 2 from 9am. Now, will England make changes? They've already won the series. It's 2-0. The Netherlands can't beat them. Maybe those uncapped players will get a look in. And actually, Sam Curran sat out the game today because Bryden Cast came in for his first game in a year for England. And I spoke with him ahead of Wednesday, straight after Sunday's match. First appearance in this series coming in uh, for this game, the second game, obviously after England scored such a huge total in that first game. Uh, how was it out there? Yeah, look, obviously uh, it's great to feature so far this series. Um, you know, Morgs gives us clear plans and everyone stuck to that today. Um, so I think in all disciplines we were we were very clinical today. Now you've been out for quite a long time with that knee injury. How is it feeling at the moment? Yeah, look, obviously it was a long winter uh, when I got injured out in Australia in November. So I've spent five, six months rehab but look over the last six to eight weeks my rhythm's coming back in my bowling and things are starting to click and the more cricket that I'm playing uh, the better I'm feeling within myself. Now what is it about Durham producing world-class fast bowlers? Obviously Steve Harmison is part of our commentary team, famous Durham fast bowler. I mean is there a secret? Are there people behind the scenes that are to to thank for that? No I don't think so. Look obviously uh, Durham's very, uh, it's been a very close uh, place to me over the last seven, eight years. You know I've worked with the same coach and Neil Killeen and it's just good to see that the club keeps producing fast bowlers so I wouldn't put it down to anything obviously I heard a, an interview a couple of weeks ago that Stokesy gave out and said that they potentially just breed them tough up north and obviously you mentioned Neil there it must be good to have him as part of the England setup as well like I said I've worked with him for a while now um, so to see a familiar face in and around the setup uh, is always very helpful now you are the, the only right arm seamer in this uh, bowling attack that must be quite a rare occurrence I've never been uh, part of any squad where you've only been the right arm seamer but um, look yeah the whole group of bowlers um, it's a it's a good group and everyone offers uh, a different skill. Now we mentioned your injury obviously it's no secret that England have a lot of injury problems when it comes to fast bowlers do you think you know from from training and being part of you know the modern day fast bowling routines do you, can you pinpoint anything that's, that's causing these injuries or do you think it's just bad luck? Look I think obviously um, I can't pinpoint anything you know uh, the volume of cricket that some guys are playing and the change of formats could have an impact to that um, and yeah look unfortunately every fast bowler is going to get injured um, I've obviously been through that as well and sometimes the timing is never right for each individual player but um, no I cannot pinpoint it to anything really I think it, there's obviously a lot of players at the moment that are very unfortunate and finally you know in terms of your future maybe short medium term are you looking to represent England and cement your place in all formats yeah look obviously um, I, I would never want to pigeon pigeonhole myself into one format um, you know I want to play red ball and white ball cricket for England and wherever those opportunities come that's something that I'd be looking forward to Brendan thank you very much and uh, best of luck if you play on Wednesday thank you so much cheers
Well, with England suffering with a lot of injuries to fast bowlers, Bryden will be hoping he can stay fit. That knee doesn't cause him any more problems. And it sounds like he's got his sights set on representing England as much as he possibly can. So Wednesday's game is on TalkSport 2. Exclusive coverage from 9am in the morning. The easiest way and my favourite way to listen is on the free TalkSport mobile app. Get that downloaded onto your device now if you haven't already. You can, of course, listen online or via DAB radio or a smart speaker as well. And if you enjoyed this podcast and you haven't subscribed already, hit the follow or hit the subscribe button on following on as we'll bring you more content as this series concludes on Wednesday. The Netherlands versus England with England having a 2-0 lead after this six-wicket victory today in Amsterdam. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today.